0: As we begin to celebrate the fourth, our Independence Day, our day that we celebrate the fact that we declared our independence and eventually codified the protection of our natural rights from the tyranny of the will of people through the Constitution, the media is celebrating a 100th anniversary of communism in China, embracing the totalitarian state in all its full glory and Quote, triumph. It's the Adrian Slade Show.
1: The presidential motorcade was just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out.
2: Destroying the media lies and
0: dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Show. You know, I don't think we really underscore or even focus on how deadly of a threat China has been, not only to America, but to the world. And we've allowed them to fester for years, decades, actually. I mean, think about what Nixon did. Nixon opened the door for relations with China. And then, of course, We, as uh, conservatives, maybe not, you know, my conservative brand, but the compassionate conservative, you know, the Mitt Romney uh, who goes around saying he's a Reagan conservative and he's more of a friggin uh, Evan McMullen type. um, They thought they could pull some sort of arrangement where they could show them freedom. And that would allow them to internally collapse, show them free markets. And of course, you know, that actually did happen in Soviet Union, but we didn't force it upon them. The Soviet Union fell apart because people, well, there was a couple reasons, but some of the big reasons were, first off, Reagan didn't back down from Gorbachev. Head to head all the time. Tense negotiations. Now, he didn't. Ridicule him or treat him like garbage But he also Didn't back down He was willing to come to the table But he wasn't going to give up what America desired Not like the Not like the left where they're going to send Pallets of cash to the mullahs In Iran So one of the things that Brought down The Soviet Union was the collapse of their economy Obviously their economy wasn't doing well Anyways because communism does not work even though kiddies think communism's so great, and so does the news media these days, which we'll get into. But one of the things that really brought it down were, was the arms race, the nuclear arms race. And of course, the left and the media back in the 80s and 90s all, always painted it out to be that, um, so you know, Reagan or some sort of conservative just going to do something willy nilly, and next thing you know, a ton of missiles are going to fly out, and the entire globe is going to be leveled into, into sand, into glass because of nuclear fallout, and no one will live. And there were songs about it, they did the movie War Games about it. There was even funny, you know, funny movies like Spies Like Us with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd, but. The uh, So the spending between the two countries on the arms race was neck and neck. And of course, that arms race fell into the space race because that's how we gained our technology for space through what we did through arms. So JFK understood this. He understood that we needed to look strong in front of the world and bolster our space race. And of course, Russia was... <laughs> beating us out the gate and then we came back and took a, took them over. But Reagan understood this and Reagan decided to force down on, on, Sov- on the Soviet Union this back and forth with the space race. But what Reagan did, that was a master stroke and you can think Atari, Atari 2600 for this. He decided to say, we've got a Star Wars initiative, a defense shield of satellites that will just blow your Your missile's out of the sky. And I remember him wheeling out a TV in the press conference, and it looked like Missile Command, right? Well, Soviet Union didn't have this. And they were like, oh, crap. Mutually assured destruction no longer exists anymore. So what did they do? They decided to build their own. Well, that was money in a pit, because that kind of technology wasn't quite there yet. (laughs) They don't have the Iron Dome Technology back in the 80s and 90s like the Israelis have. So what ends up happening? That ends up destroying much of their economy. They blew tons of money on this thing because the Soviet Union, communism, does not care about its people. Communism only cares about the people at the top. And any form of communism or fascism or democratic socialism is going to lead to what's happening in Venezuela right now where they're having to lop off all the zeros from their deflated (laughs) currency in order to just be able to buy things. While, you know, Maduro's pulling out empanadas out of his drawer on national television eating. Everyone else is eating the carcass from the zebra that they pulled out of the zoo because they don't have anything to eat. While they're sitting on oil reserves. But that's a whole other thing. So... Soviet Union economy takes a big hit trying to dump all this money into missile defense. Then the other thing that happened was the cultural exposure of America to Russia. You know, you had uh, the Soviet Union. Somehow they were getting videotapes of you know, of things like uh, Dallas, the TV show Dallas, and they were looking at these lifestyles that were being portrayed as rich oil tycoons in America because th- that's the funniest part hollywood wanted to paint the the oil industry that was booming in the 80s as these you know over excessive uh, wasteful drama queen country uh, uh elitist you know they're all rich and they're booming in the oil industry in texas and and, but what that did to the Soviet Union is those people were living in little tiny houses, driving the same sedan as everyone else, getting the same box of food from their distribution center that was, that had food spoiling because they couldn't distribute it properly. And they get the videotape of the show Dallas and they see these people living life large. And what do they do? I want to live like Dallas, right? That's where the blue jeans. I want Levi's blue jeans. They saw blue jeans. They wanted, you could, there was a black market of Americans going to Russia for other things and taking along with them blue jeans and selling them blue jeans or Nikes. Nothing new under the sun here, gang, because the videotapes of Dallas is the streaming of of other cultures that we see right through the internet. The internet technology is just a faster delivery method. You know, instead of having to wait a couple months for somebody to come over with a VHS tape, they just pull up their device and see it right there in real time. But that didn't, it was still the sharing of cultures. It was still the ability to see other, the other side of the fence. And so there was a longing to have that kind of uh that kind of lifestyle. So while the collapse of Russia was happening because of the economy and they're blowing money on the star Wars defense initiative, that doesn't work when things came around, a longing for democracy was budding. And of course I tell the story about Boris Yeltsin coming to America in the midst of his uh, plagues and famines because he can't effectively deliver food to his citizens. He comes to a Houston grocery store and sees all the items that they were unable to get to their people in multiple different styles and brands and flavors. And he's blown away because the shelves are completely stocked and he he doesn't know how this is happening. And that's when, when he becomes president, he starts to loosen up the communist way of life and opening the doors for a more democratic kind of uh, situation. Now, of course, the the rich oligarchs came in, swooped in. The ex-KGB stepped up like Vladimir Putin, who Ronald Reagan met as a KGB agent. And then they end up taking the country back. They try to bring it back to the old Soviet Union style, try to reclaim the territories, try to reclaim its glory. And here we are. That's what, that's what we're dealing with now. Rich oligarchs running the country. Vladimir Putin, ex-KGB, makes himself king for life, gets rid of term limits, and tries to take Crimea, Georgia, Ukraine, what have you. Same thing with China here. And so we thought, well, you know, let's show them some blue jeans. Let's show them some Nikes. Let's show them some Dallas. Let's show them free market capitalism. Let's do trade with them. And maybe we can turn them into a powerhouse. The problem is all the corruption that came from it mixed in with the totalitarian deviousness of people like Xi Jinping. So China ended up using the free market explosion that they started to receive by keeping the communist hand upon all of its businesses. And then at the same time, taking its economic you know, boost and instead of throwing it into technology like Star Wars Missile Defense, they start buying up liabilities in the United States. They start buying up debts in the United States. They start buying up property. It's actually a pretty slick move because if you want to be a business and you look at China and you go, oh, there's millions and millions of people there. That's a whole market. So Nike wants to go in there and they want to, start selling shoes to a whole new market, expand their market base, because at this point they have saturated the globe and they they don't have places to do business. They don't have an Iran, a China, you know, India, they've already kind of gone into. So what do they do? They go, I want to go do business in China. Well, China goes, oh, you come here. We get to either own a portion of your shares or we do a joint venture where you have somebody from the Chinese government involved with your business. Well, a lot of these corporations said, sure, because I can make the money. Disney, I mean, it doesn't matter. Down the line, you can see. uh, NBA, all these businesses started doing this. And they started thinking globally, and they started thinking less about their home nations, the nations where they made their money. And so what ends up happening? Well, now China is infiltrated these businesses, stealing their trade secrets, stealing their intellectual property, making their own products out of it. And then at the same time, they avoid being held responsible for their lack of energy standards. We're sitting here going, oh, you know, we need to be net zero by 2030 and we're completely green, sustainable. They're out there building coal plants for their electrical grid every other month. While we're sitting there putting coal industries out of business. And now we have rolling blackouts in New York, New York City. We've got rolling blackouts in Texas, California. All because we're trying to go green. And then what ends up happening in China is just blowing exhaust and emissions all over the place. They don't care. And they try to position themselves as the new Saudi Arabia. Let's move everybody off fossil fuels and oil and gas, which is the... Power of freedom. Let's move them to lithium-ion batteries that are all being harvested from China. So now China ends up with the upper hand. And then we come up on the 100th anniversary of China being a communist country. 100th anniversary of communism. They've already infiltrated our colleges and universities, and so all those kids who you raised for 18 years and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on tuition and they come back complete communist because they don't have any semblance of God or semblance of a higher power or the understanding of natural rights and the protection of those rights by the constitution. None of that has been instilled with them. So they've been a blank slate that has now been written on by communist teachers and professors that are a lot of them are Chinese spies. Well, they're primed and ready for communism in America. So how do you do that? We've I've always said on this program, you do not get America to comport itself into a global union unless you completely economically depress it, and the left knows this. That's why Jimmy Carter gets into gets into pre, uh, the presidency and then destroys the economy. Gas prices go up, interest rates on homes—it's like eleven percent. Gas shortages, people in lines to get gas, got to get it every other week or every other day, depending on the last four of your social. And then what happens? Reagan gets in, cuts taxes, cuts regulations, gas prices go down, economic stability and and economic enthusiasm goes up, interest rates level out. And then what do we do? We put Bill Clinton into office. He starts to take us down economically, but then the reason for the boom that he tries to take credit for was two things. An industrial revolution of technology with the internet exploding. I mean, that would make any economy thrive. And then at the same time, the pushback by his Congress with Newt Gingrich with the contract for America holding their feet to the fire of of balanced budgets. So you have a balanced budget and a booming economy from an, a, a, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime. Actually, well, you know, it was, what, 1910s or something with the, uh, the railroads and the Industrial Revolution? This was one of those revolutions that you just didn't see coming. We have another one coming up on the horizon with AI. But anytime there is a Democratic president, we get economic malaise, misery index. High unemployment, you know, to Bill Clinton's credit, he actually put in a standard of uh, for people to be on unemployment that they had to prove work and that that ended up getting them on and off uh, unemployment very quickly. So I'll give him credit where it's due, but he doesn't deserve credit for the economic boom of the 90s. Then, of course, we go through the Bush era. And by the time we get to Obama, we're back to Jimmy Carter. Then we get Trump. And this is where things get interesting because Trump brought us to the Reagan economic powerhouse that we were. And then all of a sudden, Biden comes in. But Trump actually renegotiated all those trade deals with China. And really, at the same time with Hong Kong protesting in the streets, uh, China's economy is on the fence. And then all of a sudden, we get coronavirus. Get it from a Wuhan lab on the 99th anniversary of communism in China. And it gets marketed really well. I mean, we start out seeing videos of Lysol trucks in the streets of Wuhan, people being welded in their homes, people dropping dead in the streets, scaring the crap out of everybody online. And then all of a sudden, oh, it comes to the world. It comes to America, lockdowns. And you've got every major multinational corporation, many of which have That arrangement we talked about with China. They're all marketing, stay in your homes, lockdown. We're all in this together. 15 days to flatten the curve, all that BS. Now we're all wearing masks. We go through this whole thing. And we economically stunt the United States, just like you would under a Democrat president. And then we get the installation of Joe Biden with fraudulent electoral uh, results. And now... What happens? China decides to celebrate their 100th anniversary of communism to the media's praise. United States media, NBC News, ABC, CNN, all praising China. It's quite disgusting, actually. In fact, let me share some tweets. ABC News performers take part in a show commemorating the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Communist Party of China at the National Stadium in Beijing. CNN International, the Chinese Communist Party is about to turn 100, but Xi will be the real star. Analysis by Ben Westcott. And then the Chinese uh, Xingu News posted, China has realized the first uh, sanitary goal. And what is, who responds to this? None other than Mr. Tesla, Mr. SpaceX, Elon Musk. He says, the economic prosperity that China has achieved is truly amazing, especially in infrastructure. I encourage people to visit and see for themselves. So China has the culture. China has our news media. they are our universities. And then they just push us into a corner with the pandemic that they unleash. And of course, one of the things we have to look at is the media has always been this way. Go back to Rush Limbaugh doing the Gorbasm. That's why I actually tweeted the beginning of the thread that I want to cover on the other side of the break the gigasm and it's a nod to Russia or a nod to Rush Limbaugh over Russia because that's what the media did. That's why he called it the gorbasm. Back in the 80s Rush was already calling out the media for being communist. These people come off the plane, uh you know Gorbachev and all them coming off the plane and the media's out there on the tarmac just going crazy. They loved it. Remember North Korea and the charm offensive? Oh, we love Kim Jong-un's sister, oh, she's so elegant and glamorous. And look at how they fawned over China with the Olympics. Look at how synchronized they are. Yeah, because they're probably getting beat in the back <laughs> background when no one's looking if they're not performing 100% perfectly. But they go to Cuba. You've got Obama and his people going to Cuba, standing in front of murals of Che Guevara. I mean, they're, they're communists. They've always been communists, and they just pretend that they're not. They try to pretend that they're, oh, we're just, you know, outside of the box thinkers of society. We want, you know, a society where everyone can do whatever they want. And we don't hate anyone when they're the biggest purveyors of authoritarianism and destroying of your lifestyle. That's why they want to implement all of the rules and regulations to demand a vaccine passport where you can't go anywhere until you show your papers. What difference is that from what they're doing in China where they're surveilling everybody? Cameras following around their citizenry to the point where when they're out there protesting, they're using laser pointers to throw it off. They're using projection, uh, little projectors on on hats that they can project on their face so that they can put a different face over top of theirs. So facial recognition technology will not identify them. This is the world that they want for you. They want a world that they can spy on Tucker Carlson using the NSA. They can spy on you. And they can reroute your communications to some other country so they can legally call you a foreign uh, foreign or, or call it foreign communications, so they can ex, you know, intercept whatever you're talking about. These are the people in control. And on the other side of the break, I want to get into how CNN lionized the Communist Party beyond belief and show you some things that make me think China deliberately issued this bioweapon upon the world to bolster them economically, to weaken the world, to put them at the forefront of the next phase of what China wants to do globally, and it was all done on their 100th anniversary of the celebration of the Communist Party in China. Back in a moment.
2: This is Adrian Slade.
0: All right. so the media has been gushing over Communist China celebrating its 100th anniversary, and we should know this about the media. I mean, the media, this is the same media like the Associated Press, who was housed in a building for over 10 years that was owned by the Palestinians and had Palestinian weapons stored in it, okay? That, is, that Israel, <laughs> the Israeli forces demolished by blowing up. Uh, this is the same media that I bet if you followed the money, you would see that China probably pays for a lot of the media's. Uh, Uh, you know, revenue. How else do you have ratings that are worse than, uh, than Franklin, the turtle, or, you know, I mean, they're getting beat out by pepper pig on noggin and, and other TV shows in the ratings department. But how do you have a 24 hour cable news channel that has no ratings at all? Because ratings buys airtime or sells airtime. (laughs) <laughs> it sells it for a lot of revenue. If you have no ratings, you have no eyeballs. You have no reason for anyone to advertise. That's the point of newspapers back in the day. It wasn't just to give the news. It was to bring people to one place and sell advertising. And news was kind of there. So is China paying MSNBC, paying CNN? Who knows? Because they have no, no ratings, but they're able to exist even today. And a lot of times it's their parent companies, uh, NBC Entertainment, uh, Time Warner with CNN or what have you. It's, you know, they get bolstered by offsets. But I think there's probably an element to the Chinese propaganda because these people are so in the tank for China. It's like they're doing their bidding for them. Let's listen to CNN. Listen to this clip. It's amazing. And we'll break it down and and deconstruct it here in just a moment.
2: This celebration, it's not just happening today. It's not just happening this week. It's been all year long. And the message that has been coming from the Communist Party has been the same. All that is good has come from them.
0: Except for the coronavirus. Yeah, that uh, and critical race theory, because China has actually been on the record to say that they think our human rights towards other minorities is abysmal same people that are out there rounding up the Uyghurs the Muslim uh, Chinese group that ethnicity putting them in concentration camps making them build solar panels uh, through slave labor and then extracting their organs and using their organs for their own citizens I think they've got us beat on human rights issues, but let's keep this going.
1: And it has culminated to this day a day of projected strength and triumph for the Chinese Communist Party. And in the last few hours, we heard a very lengthy speech from the Chinese president and general secretary of the Communist Party, Xi Jinping, in Beijing, in which he marked the milestone, in which he praised the successes of the party in the last 100 years, in which he also praised the national rejuvenation that the party has been able to achieve. He also had some more pointed words. While he said that, made the claim that China has never bullied other nations, he had this message for China's rivals. Take a listen.
2: At the same time, the Chinese people will never allow any foreign forces to bully, oppress and enslave us. Anyone who tries to do so will find themselves in a collision course with a great wall of steel forged by 1.4 billion people.
1: Xi Jinping also said that no one should try to underestimate China's strong ability to defend its sovereignty. And when he used those words, strong ability or 强大的能力, That brought about a huge reaction from the crowd, a roar, a huge round of applause.
0: So basically, make China great again is really uh, enticing for its citizenry. And the media, they don't care. They're not calling Jing a nationalist. They're not calling him. uh, You know what I'm saying? If you can flip it towards what they did to President Trump, you can see that they're actually praising the fact that China is out there saying, hey, You come mess with us and you're going to hit a buzzsaw of communism and and a wall of might. You know, they're talking about how they're praising its strength and triumph. Where where was that triumph from? Was that triumph from the destruction of the globe through their bioweapon? I mean, and we'll get into how I can prove that there's a good possibility that it was a bioweapon that was unleashed purposefully on the world so that they could economically Position themselves and power uh, broker wise, they become at the top of the heap. Um, it's amazing to listen to this lady because that's what the results have been. They've they've ended up putting themselves in a great position after just, you know, bungling a friggin' bat soup issue, uh, you know, from a wet market. Oh my gosh, it's coronavirus. It jumped from a bat to a human. Now everybody's got it. No, it's a bioweapon and they unleashed it upon everyone. And CNN's talking about how they had such great uh, strength and and triumph and how they're positioned themselves to be this great world power and how Jing is so powerful. He loves his country and wants to show that his country is the best. But yet, if you're an American president and you take that kind of stance and you take that kind of pride in, in, uh, in patriotism, and love of country, then you're looked at as some isolationist who doesn't want to do business with the world. And, you know, we get some crazy guy with dementia who says crap like this.
1: I'm 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 not going to answer any more question. Afghanistan. Look, it's 4th of July. I'm concerned that you guys are asking me questions that I'll answer next week. But I'm just a holiday weekend.
2: I'm going to celebrate it. There's great things happening. Economy's growing faster than any time in 40 years. We've got a record number of new jobs. COVID deaths are down 90%. Wages are up faster than any time in 15 years. We're bringing, out our, bringing our troops home.
0: We have uh, all across America, people are going to ball games and doing good things. This is a good, I'll, be, I'll answer all your negative questions. Not negative, your legitimate questions. And that's his presser where he's talking about how we're going to withdraw troops out of Afghanistan. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. But yeah, the world's on America's on autopilot. We're not even on autopilot. We're like a vehicle hitting the bumpers of either side of the road, but the bumpers are going to run out pretty soon and we're going to drive off the mountain. But and we don't even know there's good possibility that China, which we've covered back when the elections uh, results were coming in, that China manipulated uh, or helped manipulate the votes for a means to an end. But you know, there's no excoriation of of imperial uh, of some you know uh, isolationist and some sort of nationalist when Xi Jinping is touting the strength of his communist nation. But let's go back to it.
1: Now, look, in the days and weeks leading up to this moment, there has been wall-to-wall coverage in the real world and also online and in state-run media praising the party and what it's done the last 100 years, being able to transform a nation that was once impoverished, rocked by famine and civil war, and turn it into an economic and high-tech powerhouse.
0: Yeah, all of the social media sites who love to take down patriotic America's uh, post and flag them saying, do you know somebody who might be a right-wing extremist? That's what's happening with Facebook right now. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world because it's almost like they're going to show up with an intervention. You're going to have Alexa and Cortana. and Actually, Cortana is the social justice warrior uh, or social justice worker who's conducting the intervention. They're just going to show up in the front room of your house. You're going to walk in the front door after posting some memes about CNN being wrestled by Donald Trump, you're going to walk in and ring is even going to be there. And so is I Roomba, you know, Roomba, the, the vacuum, they're all going to be sitting there and Cortana is going to be like, look, um, are you concerned that someone, you know, is becoming an extremist. We think you might be an extremist. Let's sit down and talk about it. And they'll have this intervention, but yeah, Facebook is p- taking down posts that are, anything offensive to Xi Jinping. YouTube has taken down Uyghur videos, which we'll get into in a minute, uh, detailing their uh, events in China. Um, But yeah, uh, you know, the world's talking about how great China is, and they brought that country back from famine and civil war. They did so because they pretended to be capitalist. (laughs) They
1: started letting the free market in. That was underscored by a message sent earlier today from outer space. Three Chinese astronauts on board the Tianhe Chinese space station module beaming down to China. Congratulations to the party on its centennial. But this day, analysts say, it's not just about the party. It's also about a person, Chinese President Xi Jinping, the core leader of China. Take a listen.
0: He's powerful until things run against him. So at the moment, uh, he's doing quite a good job of controlling the narrative. Um, around where China is going. And it's, from the outside, appears to be an increasingly hardline narrative. Um, But he does certainly have, seems to have a firmer grip than he had on uh, power in 2013, that's for sure.
1: And a firmer grip on Hong Kong as well. Today is also the one-year anniversary of the imposition of the national security law in the last year. 117 people have been arrested under the law. John.
0: Oh, it's a year anniversary on the national security law of China and all of those protesters that were arrested. Isn't that great? CNN is celebrating the protesters who were wanting democracy and that were arrested. And the uh, the fact that they're praising Xi, the fact that there goes that space race aspect again, just like we talked about with Soviet Union and the United States, um, all of that is coming into play. And CNN is just celebrating it all. Hey, You know, happy anniversary on uh, arresting protesters.
2: So, Christy, when we're looking at the situation, uh, one of those aspects which, uh, you know, maybe not so glorious would be the situation in Hong Kong with the democracy and uh, the handover from Britain to China. That was 24 years ago also on this day.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's right. And, um, today, marking a number of anniversaries, the centennial for the CCP, 24 years since the handover, as well as one year of the national security law. And this day, July 1, historically speaking, in Hong Kong, which used to be a raucous and rebellious place, would be a day of mass protest. But for the second year in a row, no protest taking place in a massive scale this day. There was a small protest that we monitored Earlier today, um, four people marching on the streets of Hong Kong, surrounded by police, um, saying release political prisoners and down with fascism. Back to you, John.
0: Yeah, remember all those big protests using leaf blowers to blow back uh, tear gas, using laser pointers to shut down facial recognition technology. Yeah, they're not happening right now because of the friggin COVID-19 lockdowns. The coronavirus was used to quell the Hong Kong protest. It emptied the streets, but somehow this idiot doesn't, you know, oh, there's just a small protest. <laughs> you know, these people are apologists for Winnie the Pooh, Xi Jinping. Apparently, people were making jokes of Xi Jinping, making him look like Winnie the Pooh, and he didn't like that too much. So, but yeah, there's a reason why there's not robust protest right now. You morons at CNN. But don't you think it's kind of funny that the coronavirus, which we are starting to learn is a bioweapon, was unleashed on their 99th anniversary of communism? And now they're celebrating the Communist Party's strength and triumph on the 100th one. And they wrecked the globe in the process. I mean, it all seems purposeful. Look at these stories. The first one is from Yahoo News. And I use leftist sources because that's how you can make the point. Not that the leftist sources are always accurate, but if you can find things that are things that conservative media is talking about and people go, oh, well, the Federalist, eh, we don't believe that. That's That's a bunk story. What kind of source is that? If you use their sources showing the same information, if you make sure you vet it by conservative media, and show that it's the same thing. You can use it against them. From Yahoo News, NBC Universal, Wuhan lab researcher linked to military scientist. In January, the Trump administration fact sheet accused China of quote secret military activity at a lab in Wuhan. Doctor Zengi, uh, Zengi, a leading researcher at the Wuhan Institute of Virology says it is a civilian institution, but NBC News has found evidence of her connections with military scientists. Unbelievable. So we're supposed to think, ah, it's not a bioweapon. But then you start posting about it being a bioweapon. And Facebook takes you down. Or YouTube takes you down. Who owns YouTube? That would be Google. I wonder why they would have such a problem with you posting articles that this is a bioweapon and that the Chinese military was involved with it. Uh Uh-oh, UK Daily Mail revealed Google-funded virus research carried out by Wuhan-linked scientist Peter Daszak for over a decade. (laughs) Big tech has silenced the COVID lab leak theory for over a year. Google's charity arm, Google.org, has provided financial backing for research and studies carried out by Peter Daszak and his Eco Health Alliance charity see they use 501c3 charitable organizations and 50c or 501c4s which are more political action uh, committees and foundations so they can run the money through it and launder it in such a way that it looks like it's doing good works see typically and this case actually happened recently where they wanted to demand disclosure of 501c4 donors because of the Koch brothers, they say, "Oh, the Koch brothers are evil, and they're donating." We want to expose all the donors, so we can harass them and and you know protest and outside their house and do all this stuff. Well, they've struck that down. Supreme Court did, thank goodness, and it works the other way too because George Soros has a lot of his money flowing through 501c4 activities, but they also use 501c3 activities to go through and show that they're doing good work, even though it's for nefarious reasons such as this. The financial ties, which at first were reported by the National Pulse, are disclosed in various scientific studies dating back to at least 2010. Google had issued a statement saying the one-off philanthropic grants were years old and had nothing to do with COVID. Dasik has faced intense scrutiny since it emerged that his charity previously worked at the Wuhan lab accused of the being the source of the COVID-19 uh, lab leak. It was immediately it wasn't immediately clear how much funding Google has provided over the last decade to Eco Health Alliance. But they say, quote, we have engaged precisely zero times with this organization on any work related to COVID or the Wuhan lab. Mm. Don't know if I buy that, Google. But then there's somebody else who is involved with the Wuhan funding. Hmm. I think it might be our president's crack-smoking baby stripper baby mama uh, having sister-in-law marrying Parmesan cheese-sniffing son, Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is the Jenna Bush of Roger Clinton's. Um, yeah, look at that! Shocker, PJ Media, Hunter Biden's firm-funded company that partnered with Wuhan Lab on bat research. <laughs> Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners (RSTP) was one of the main financial backers of, of for a company called Meta. Uh, Met- was it Metabodia. Okay, whatever. Which partnered with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Hunter Biden was one of RSTP's co-founders and managing director. He co-founded it with John Kerry's stepson, Christopher Hines. Unbelievable. Secretary of State Christopher Hines. I mean, uh, well, Secretary of State John Kerry Christopher Hines, right? So uh, that's interesting. This is the same guy who we just found out from the Daily Mail. Um, Joe Biden actually did work and consulted with Hunter Biden's business associates. So him saying the big guy doesn't know anything is BS. Also from the Daily Mail, Joe Biden entertained Hunter's Mexican billionaire business associates in the vice president's office in 2014 and even flew with his son to Mexico City on Air Force Two so Hunter Biden could attend meetings over a, quote, flipping gigantic deal. Is it a great effing deal, like he said to Obama on Obamacare's passage? I don't know. But Hunter Biden, uh, looks like him and Christopher Hines involved with some shady stuff with China. Amazing how that happens, isn't it? And Joe Biden's out there saying, oh, well, I didn't know anything about it. No, you flew his business associates in Air Force Two, and you met with him. Yeah, unbelievable. The son of the president is helping fund a lab that Dr. Fauci was using in China for gain of function, weapons technology, weaponizing or actually, well, he says we're trying to find out. We're trying to, you know, stay ahead of the game and make sure that we can find out if this virus can jump from animal to human. That's what gain of function was about. But I don't know about that. They were told to stand down when Trump came into office on doing any of that kind of work. and They did it anyways. So Google, not happy with you sharing this information. Exclusive YouTube, owned by Google, takes down Xinjiang's videos, forcing rights groups to seek alternatives. They can go to Rumble. A human rights group, this is from Reuters, that attracted millions of views on YouTube to testimonies from people who say their families have disappeared in China's Xinjiang region, is moving its videos to a little-known service, Odyssey, After some of them were taken down by Google owned streaming giant YouTube, the group credited by international organizers like Human Rights Watch for drawing attention to human rights violations in Xinjiang, has come under fire from the Chinese authorities since its founding in 2017. So one of the activists who co-founded the channel and has been arrested multiple times for his activism said government advisors told him five years ago to stop using the word genocide to describe the situation with the Uyghurs in Xinjiang An order he assumed came from pressure from China's government on Kazakhstan. They're just facts, the individual said to Reuters in a phone interview referring to the content of the videos. The people giving the testimonies are talking about their loved ones. Those videos were taken down by YouTube, owned by Google, who helped pay for (laughs) the technology. Now, here's another thing that's really interesting to me. The other interesting thing is the fact that a Chinese scientist was filing patents and trying to develop a vaccine before the outbreak. Why would that be? Huh. Let's think here. Maybe if an outbreak occurred that you could get rid of Hong Kong's protest, you can stabilize your economy after pretending to go on lockdown. You can have the entire world crash their economy all off of your propaganda and scare tactics and your coercion with uh, multinational corporations in the private sector that you have now compromised with your agents. Maybe you want to vaccinate your people before the pandemic, so they're a- A-OK, which their vaccines, are, fi- we're finding out, are pretty uh, shady anyways. Shady dealings. This is from The Sun, UK. Mystery of Chinese scientists who filed patent for COVID vaccine weeks before the pandemic and then died. Hm. A Chinese military scientist filed for a patent for a COVID vaccine before the pandemic was declared and mysteriously died weeks later. Huh, poof, gone. That's what happens in communist regimes. Yusen Zhao, who worked for the People's Liberation Army, logged the paperwork on behalf of the Chinese political party on February 24th last year, according to reports. The first case of COVID was reported in Wuhan in December 2019, but the World Health Organization did not declare it a pandemic until March 11, 2020. It means the vaccine patent was filed just short time after China first admitted there was a human-to-human transmission of COVID and two weeks before the pandemic was officially declared. Unbelievable. And the lockdowns were all based off of propaganda. Check out this uh, Sky News Australia, which has been putting out really great work lately. Listen to them talk about what's going on With the COVID lockdown and the policies of the communist China and the propaganda in the media that helped spur this whole thing.
2: That's because of their top-down system where nobody can disagree. This great totalitarian (laughs) system that was able to do this. Nobody else in the world can do this. I mean, this is rubber stamping a CCP press release. Not only is it just completely inaccurate because China's vaccination rate. Is nowhere near the top. Um, they have less than one dose per person per capita, which is nowhere near the top of vaccination rates globally. But um, like you said, their vaccine is just horribly ineffective. Uh, it's even worse than not working. You know, places like the Seychelles Islands that used uh, yep. applied China's vaccine very widely had just massive surge in cases uh, after rolling out this vaccine. Is that? You know, caused by the vaccine. I hope not, but it certainly shows that the vaccine is seriously defective at the very least. Um, so, the fact that mainstream media outlets are simply rubber stamping Chinese propaganda is not good, and that's something that I think the Western world has been very blindsided by. that The reach of this totalitarian government has really reached into our once trusted media organizations, and that has really made lockdowns possible to a large extent because this is a um, Chinese Communist Party policy. Anytime anybody right. endorses lockdowns, they are endorsing a Xi Jinping policy because this is not something that ever existed in science before Xi Jinping ordered it. That's not science. That's just propaganda. The entire narrative is propaganda. The idea that, you know, the Chinese Communist Party just locked down Wuhan for two months with a brutal lockdown where they were welding people into their homes and just like so brutal that. It simply eliminated the virus from all of China. So you have this two-month lockdown in one city that supposedly eliminated the virus from this entire country of 1.4 billion people. But of course it eliminated the virus nowhere else in the world. And now we have this runaway um, pandemic, seemingly endless pandemic that requires endless lockdowns. I mean, this narrative is absurd. It is science fiction. And the fact that global policy, this unprecedented totalitarian global policy, has been based on the science fiction narrative is absolutely terrifying. And it's a horrible crime and a horrible fraud.
0: Now he's 100% correct. We did all this because we based it off of Chinese propaganda and we took their word for it. Remember there was the one guy who said, uh, did you uh, from the World Health Organization, I think, or he might have been from the CDC. And they were talking about... Did China investigate thoroughly the lab? And he was like, oh, uh, well, they told us they investigated themselves. Okay, China told us they investigated themselves. It's almost like when Hans Bricks was going into Saddam Hussein's weapons of mass destruction facilities. Oh, yeah, we don't have any chemical weapons. Ah, We investigated ourselves. You stay out here. We'll go look for you. Hans Bricks out there kicking around rocks waiting for Saddam Hussein's people to come out and tell them that they investigated themselves and found no crime. So now we had a Chinese defector from the intelligence organization in China, almost like the Chinese CIA. And we did a whole podcast on him recently. Well, apparently there was a reason why the DIA did not allow the FBI or the CIA to know about this guy. From Gateway Pundit reports, Chinese defector was shielded from the FBI leadership and other agencies because of concerns that they are deep state entities who tried to bury the information. News released about Chinese defector who had been protected from the FBI leadership indicates that there was a split at the FBI between leadership and the agents. We reported late last week that Chinese defector confirmed that COVID-19 was man-made in a laboratory. This led to the Obama-Biden administration changing its narrative about the origin of the Chinese coronavirus. But they're also saying that within the FBI, there are Chinese spies. Unbelievable. Red State also posted this. Sources say that, it's partially true. The FBI director, Christopher Wray, was ambushed with the information, they say. Langley was also underwear that sources say DIA leadership kept the defector within their clandestine services network to prevent Langley and the State Department from accessing the person whose existence was kept from other agencies because DIA leadership believes there are Chinese spies and sources inside the FBI and the CIA and several other agencies. You think? Is that why we had Vegas shootings with no answer? Is that why we had incidents uh, that happened where Donald Trump was being investigated by the FBI? Is that why we had FBI agents trying to spur the attack? Remember the Oath Keepers we talked about in the last podcast, which is basically one person and it's also an FBI agent, right? Or compromised by the FBI, were they Chinese spies or were they coerced by Chinese spies? A former CIA officer was charged with spying for China. And then remember, this happened, I want to say it was back in 20 uh, what is this, 2018. Business insider. The CIA falsely believed it was invinci- uh, invincible in China. Here's how its spies were reportedly discovered and killed in one of the biggest blows to the agency. A new foreign policy report cites sources detailing how the communication system between CIA spies and handlers in China nearly a decade ago was compromised. The vulnerability contributed to the death of at least 30 spies. The internet-based system imported from operations in the Middle East was apparently brought to China under the assumption that it would not be breached. But, you know, um, speaking of that, We are, as we played that clip earlier with Joe Biden, we are pulling our troops out of Afghanistan. Guess what country wants to go in there and rebuild Afghanistan? Oh, the same one that's doing this in Africa with its Belt and Road Initiative. That would be China. You guessed it. Yep. So China killed the CIA spies, all 30 of them. And then we had spies here. Remember, you had Swalwell banging a Chinese spy, Fang Fang. Pelosi's husband and McConnell's, uh, Mitch McConnell's wife involved with business deals with China. And Diane Feinstein had a Chinese spy as her driver for 20 freaking years from the Sun UK. Or no, actually, this is the U.S. Sun. Fang Fang scandal. China could have thousands of honey trap spies betting Americans for secrets, ex-CIA officer warns. It comes as though... It comes as Democrat Representative Eric Swallow has continued to refuse to confirm or deny whether he had sex with Christine Fang, who was allegedly an agent for the Communist Chinese Party. Daniel Hoffman, a retired CIA senior clandestine services officer, told Fox News that it is likely that there are more of these agents attempting to infiltrate the U.S., and there could be hundreds, if not thousands, of these Chinese spies out there trying to get into beds of and entrap top U.S. officials. The honey trap spies are known to have attended top universities and speak perfect English. I mean, the Chinese spy that defected here to the DIA that that will be shielded from the FBI and the CIA because of Chinese spies littered within those agencies, which the NSA may have as well. Well, he has tons of dirt on who? Yep. Crackhead, stripper baby daddy, sister-in-law, Marion's son, Hunter Biden. Yep, more on that. Amazing. So this is the birth of our nation. This is the birth of our freedom. The weekend of that. Happy Fourth of July. I bring all this up to let you know we are far from where we should be as far as independence go, as far as freedom goes. We need to return to that freedom, but we also have to realize other nations are compromising our system of government. And if we don't stay vigilant, we don't recognize what's going on, they can collapse us from within. And that's why I say critical race theory is something that was pushed originally by Karl Marx as critical theory. But critical theory wasn't based on race, it was based on class of people. Problem with America is you can become middle class, high class, low class, all within the course of a couple of years if you really work hard at it, you know? You can't do that in some of these uh, caste system nations where there's always an elite upper class, the totalitarian regime or the monarchy, and then there's the peasants. So critical race theory was a way of taking that Karl Marx theory and adding in a racial aspect of it. And that's just a cog in the overall wheel that Xi Jinping and the Chinese communists are pushing the United States of a Mao revolution. Go look up the Mao revolution, how they had children turning their parents in. They destroyed the culture and reshaped it in such a way that the communists were able to come in And take over the place. They killed thousands, there was, or killed millions. It was unbelievable what they did. And they're doing this from across the water to the United States. We better recognize that Fourth of July isn't just us grilling on the back deck, you know, being all happy that we live in the nice United States. And then we go on thinking government should give us stimulus checks and, you know, pay for roads and bridges and teachers and, and, and police officers, which they don't pay, state government does that. But we pretend like the the federal government does it all. We need to look at federalism is how we cure this. Federalism is how we get the country back. Your state and local elections mean everything. Look at what's happening with states that are bolstering what they're doing. Ron DeSantis is out there saying, I'm going to fight big tech because... My federal government's not going to do it, but I have the jurisdiction over my state. I'm going to do it. He's going to fight election laws. They're fighting election laws in Arizona. uh, All of these things have to happen on a local level because they make more impact. And if we can all get together and do that, fight for our freedom on the local level, in your municipalities, in your school boards, in your state governments, well, then China has no reason to infect a federal government that is neutered by the state because of federalism. That's what I want to leave you with on this 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Recognize the freedoms we have right now, but recognize evil satanic vipers are looking to steal that freedom from you so that they can rule you. And the only way to fight back against it is to act locally. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Tune in. You can also check out the free Roku channel in your streaming store or donate, adrianslade.com, or that's actually the website. You can also donate by going to anchor.fm slash adrianslade slash support. If you'd like to be on the show, 1-929-GO-GO-USA. Happy Independence Day. God bless.